but uh, Nova Scotia exports about oh, oh, $3.6 billion, somewhere in that range, you know, heading towards $4 billion. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot, of, that's a lot of friendship and that's a lot of trade. And, and Welcome to Canusa Street, a podcast at the intersection of the issues and policies between Canada and the United States. Here are your hosts, Scotty Greenwood and Chris Sands. Welcome back to Canusa Street. This is very exciting today because we are in our studio at the Woodrow Wilson Center for the first time. This is a co- this was a COVID project that Chris Sands and I started, and everything's been virtual. So it's so exciting uh, to be in person and. And it's really wonderful today, Chris, because we have uh, the Premier of Nova Scotia with us in person, his first trip to D.C., and uh, it's great to welcome him in the studio. So I know you'll introduce him properly, but uh, delighted to have him. I'm delighted to have him, too. First of all, it's nice to do a podcast when we're all in the same room together, very COVID safe, but uh, there's just something about being in the room with Scotty that uh, lifts my spirits all the time. Well, and you're wearing your Nova Scotia tie, Chris, so that's an excellent bit of sucking Pandering. That's Sorry. right. <laughs> uh, so so we promise we're going to let you talk, Premier, but why don't, uh, before we get going, uh, why don't we have Chris introduce you properly, and then uh, and then we'll just have a conversation for as, as long as you'll put up with us. Awesome. Can't all wait right. to see what he says in formal introduction. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) Well, nothing too formal, but for those Americans who are not following Canadian politics, and there are some, Tim Houston is Nova Scotia's premier and the equivalent of a governor of a state. He is a relatively recently elected one, uh, actually took office in 2021, has been in the Nova Scotia legislature since 2013, if I remember correctly. And he's here in Washington on a a very special mission uh, that has a lot to do with Nova Scotia history. So I want to uh, leave that for our conversation, but we're really delighted to have you, the first premier we've ever had on this program. I'm honored to be here and um, first trip to D.C. and first in-person guest on the podcast. That's exactly right. That's, We're breaking all kinds honor. of new ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we, we've all been vaccinated a million times. Well, so I guess I'll just start, uh, Premier. Uh, what brings you to, I mean, obviously Canusa Street, but in addition to this, uh, uh, what brings you to Washington? Yeah, we had to definitely had to build some stuff around this podcast, uh, but we were able to. But we're <laughs> look. This is a uh, uh, Chris is right. It was we had a, we had an August election, so I was elected premier in August. Um, so I was leader of the opposition for three years and have been in politics for about eight years. So, um, but look, as as uh, as premier, doing you know first kind of trade mission, quote unquote. I like the, the description of mission, uh, but it was really important to come to come here. This is about re- relationship building. Um, we, we've been having me- meetings talking about trade uh, and also Christmas trees uh, because we're we um, in Nova Scotia uh, Christmas tree growers sends a Christmas tree to the embassy here in Washington every year and has for about thirty years. We're going to light that. Uh, we're going to be part of that ceremony. Looking forward to that, and then head on to to Boston, where we light a Christmas tree in Boston too, which is of great significance uh, to the people of Nova. Yeah, Scotia. tell us about that because the Boston <coughs> connection is goes back even further. But what what was the origin of that? Yeah, so it it goes back to the the relationship between kind of New England and certainly Boston and, and Nova Scotia goes way way back. But uh, the the significance of of the Christmas tree is is in in 1917. We had a massive explosion. Two ships collided in in Halifax Harbor. Uh, one was laden down with munitions, and uh, 
it, it leveled a big part of the city. It happened on December 6th at 9, 9.04 in the morning, and there was thousands of people uh, that perished and, and thousands more injured. A lot were blinded uh, from flying glass and everything. But So that happened in the morning, and by, by 10 o'clock that evening, uh, the people of Boston had loaded a train with uh, provisions and medical personnel and sent, we're sending help. Um, wow. So every year, uh, Nova Scotia recognizes that and says thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, and for the last number of years, that thank you has come in the form of a, of a Christmas tree, which uh, which uh, stays on the on the Boston Commons and lots of ways sig signifies the start of the holiday season in, in that area. But it's 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 a constant reminder of uh, look of uh, Nova Scotia's time of need. Um, mm -hmm. people were there to support them and we, we, we won't forget that. Well, it's one thing that we always talk about on Canusa Street. That <clears throat> there is a sort of neighborly quality to Canada's relations and these little gestures, the little rituals, I think give an extra meaning to it and uh, so I'm so glad that you've kept the tradition going. Also, I'm glad that it's not a, you know, a gift to the president or something like that, but something that's really between the people because I, I'd be a bit corny. I think the Canada-U.S. relationship is a relationship between the people and those of us who sort of study it or are participate in the policy side are just trying not to mess that up. Absolutely right. And and the tree that's here at the embassy in Washington um, comes from a family in, in Nova Scotia. The Jim DeLong and his family in New Germany, Nova Scotia have... have uh, they pay for that tree to come down, and it's it's a. Uh, I spoke to Jim last night actually about the significance of it, and he just said, uh, "Is there any message you want me to send?" He said, "Just Merry Christmas Aww. and remember Aww. your friends." It was as simple <laughs> as that, right? So, uh, the but tree, it, the tree would would have taken, I mean, years and decades to grow. This is a big tree at the embassy. It's right on Pennsylvania Avenue, right? So yeah, yeah. He's been he's been taking care. He and his family <laughs> have been watering it, trimming it, take nourishing it for what 50, 60 years. Yeah, like that? the tree in in Boston. Boston is particularly, I think that has to be, I think it's, there's some standards and it's a competition. People oh, really? will apply to have okay. their tree selected nice. and that'll be like a 60 footer. I mean, that's a, a significant tree, but, uh, uh, the sentiment of both of them is the same and you're right, Chris, it's about, it's the people, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's the people of Nova Scotia, um, sending, sending these thank yous, um, that's and, uh, it'll, it'll continue. Yeah. So that's an important part of the trip for us as well. And, uh, uh, but a lot of good discussions just about just about trade, just relationships. I mm -hmm. mean, Nova Scotia, uh, we have about 27,000 Nova Scotians whose jobs depend on, on trade. We export a lot, obviously, U.S. in general is a, is mm -hmm. a huge trading partner uh, for Canada. Uh, but uh, Nova Scotia exports about over $3.6 billion, somewhere in that range, you know, heading towards $4 billion. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. That's Amazing. a lot of, that's a lot of friendship and that's a lot of trade and, and uh, we're, we're very proud of it. So that's why, that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. First, first trip was here to our friends uh, south of the border. Well, that's wonderful. And it's and it's you come at a time when we think we're opening back up um, because of COVID, but yet there's a new variant. And so everyone has to be awfully careful. Um, talk to us a little bit, if you would, Premier. You, you were elected during the pandemic uh, and have governed since then. How, um, what has Nova Scotia's approach been and, and what are your observations about governing during this terrible period. Yeah, it's, it is a terrible, it's a good way to describe it actually, but uh, certainly campaigning during a pandemic was, was interesting and then uh, forming a government. But Nova Scotians are very proud of our response to COVID and I get, give a, a, a lot of credit to my predecessor, Premier McNeil, um, was, uh, was kind of very proactive um, on, on listening to public health Mm -hmm. And and Nova Scotians responded in kind. You remember, go back to March in 2020, the mind, we were all just 
a little kind of freaked out, mm-hmm. and we needed good leadership, and we, we got it from uh, Dr. Strang, is our chief medical officer, and he's a bit of a, a folk ho- hero in Nova Scotia right now, and, and, well, and well earned, for sure. Uh, but, you know, we took... Uh, Early steps to um, force isolations, 14-day isolations on people entering Nova Scotia, ultimately closing down our border at times. Uh, we had a couple of lockdowns, but uh, we just, there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, and, and there still is with the variants, but I mean, we, we know a lot more now. Uh, but if you, I, I always think back to at that time when washing our groceries and all kinds of yeah. stuff, right? We really just didn't yeah. know. But now we have... You know the the vaccines. We have a high, you know, almost almost ninety percent of Nova Scotians uh, vaccinated. So we, we we support the science on that and support public health, and and we've done well, uh, and we we've been able to kind of come out of it. Good. One one thing that I know some people have heard of is is you had the the maritime bubble. Um, yeah. Talk about that a little bit because it wasn't just Nova Scotia there. Yeah, yeah, the Atlantic bubble was kind of an and it helped us salvage a bit of the tourism season. So we had uh, you know movement you know between New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, PEI, and Newfoundland. It was that was the bubble, and cooperation from you know from from the governments, from the public health, just to make sure that. You know, because there's a lot of, it's like the, the uh, you think of the border towns along the, the Canada-U.S. border, there's a lot of movement back and forth. Well, just magnify that in the provinces. Like yeah, you know, sure. People in New Brunswick have family in Nova Scotia, they might work in Nova Scotia back and forth. So uh, so once we, you know, had a bit of confidence on, on where things would go and got the vaccination rates up and people could move. And, and that did that did salvage uh, a lot of our tourism and and. and and other other parts of our trade. So, uh, but uh, everyone kind of got a bought into it, and and Atlantic Canada got was pretty well got some recognition around the world for the management of of the pandemic. I know. I, know, I talked to some people in Maine who wanted to join the bubble. Uh, <laughs> they were thinking maybe that would be a better option than the U.S. Sometimes. So, well, I mean, the New England governors and and Atlantic Canadian premiers have been getting together um, longer, I think, than any two subnational groups in our history. Premier, you mentioned. Um, Nova Scotia exports to the United States and, and business. And that's, that is uh, really important to people's livelihoods on both sides of the border. Um, and we just talked for a moment about tourism, but I want to talk a little bit more about that because I have to say, Chris, I don't know how much time you've spent in Nova Scotia. I've had a, an amazing opportunity uh, to travel all around uh, the province. I mean, every, I, I don't even want to start n- name <laughs> dropping here because it's it's phenomenal. I was just in Halifax a couple of weeks ago for the Halifax International yeah. Security Forum. So what do you look for in terms of welcoming people back when it's safe to do so? How important is that um, from a tourism and travel point of view? And then and then maybe we can talk about the the Halifax Security Forum because I know that's a <laughs> that's a flagship really for Canada and the and the and the free world really. So we can talk about that too. Yeah, the, the Security Forum is an important important thing. But you didn't answer. Have you had a chance to get to Nova Scotia yet? I have not since the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, but I have been before, and I yeah. can't wait to get back. And you're wearing the tie. Today, and I'm wearing so. the tie. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You're sporting yeah. it. That's we really like good. The, we like the pandering <laughs> with the tie for sure, but like Nova Scotia, it's um, uh, Nova Scotians have a real homing device. Like they may move away and go live somewhere, but they generally come home. And and we have a beautiful province. There's lots of parts of the world that are beautiful, but we're particularly proud. Uh, our blue nosers are proud of our, of our province. You, you know, you can you can come hike the highlands. You can, we have a wine wine country in in the valley. You can have a pint in in Halifax and many many pubs and. 
world-class golfing and and the shoreline is just something that um myself i was uh, touring a bit of uh, cape breton this week and even oh, wow. as a nova scotian you look at the shoreline and you're like wow we're lucky yeah it's so amazing. we have the we have a trail up there oh, man, is spectacular yeah it yeah. really is so so we're proud of what we have to offer um and as as a new government one of our goals is is uh, we're we're heavy on population growth uh, I, I, I've set a goal to double the population of Nova Scotia uh, over the next 40 years from 1 million really? to 2 million. So tourism, How are you going to do that? Yeah, so tourism plays into that. That's yeah. why I want to kind of mention it there because a lot of people when they when they come on vacation, they you know might move back or they tell other people. And, and the more people that we can get to Nova Scotia to showcase what we have to offer, uh, the more likely it is that the, the, they'll, they'll come and, and build their life there. And through the pandemic... Um, you know, people really started to put, they really looked at their own quality of life mm-hmm. and, and they looked at what we had in, in, in Nova Scotia and, and more and more people said, wow, yeah. that's what we want. Right. So we're proud of our province and we're proud of what we have to offer and, and our tourism opportunities, um, just open up so many doors overall and what we're trying to do as a province. I, I didn't know about your goal of, of increasing the population, but just to, just to workshop it here, Chris on mm-hmm. Canusa street, yes. cause we're, we're all about how, you yes. know, you've got some great universities too. And there it seems go. to me, you know, as, as a parent of, of three kids, one's out of university, one's in, and then one's maybe going. Okay. It's it's pretty expensive in the United States. And Canada has some fabulous options. Um, Absolutely. And Nova Scotia in particular has some fantastic places to study. I wonder if that's a way, you know, if you can get some, there's a, there's a cost advantage. It's not as far away yeah. as Americans think. And as you say, it's gorgeous. So I wonder if university students might be a way to increase. Oh, abso- absolutely. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that come to Nova Scotia to one of our incredible post-secondary institutions, uh, and and some of them stay. But we want more to stay, and and you know that means having a strong economy where there's opportunities for them, which is which is coming as well. But when you when you think about some of our university towns, um, you know, um, it's it's a great. It's a great experience for young people. And, and that's, you know, as we talk about population growth, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that have ties to Nova Scotia, whether they're family ties, whether they came to school there, whether they passed through at some point mm-hmm. in time. Uh, but certainly those that came to school, came to, went to school in Nova Scotia have mm-hmm. that connection. If we can start to tap into them and tell them about opportunities to come back, I think there's a great, a great opportunity there. That's a fantastic thought. I, I know when I'm teaching at Johns Hopkins, I often get students who are not American who want to see me because they think, well, the U.S. might allow them when they graduate to have a year to stay in the U.S. and then they are sent home. Sometimes brilliant students who we should be trying to keep in the U.S. One of the things most international students in the U.S. know is that Canada is a welcoming place. And if you if you want to stay in North America and just continue your education and deepen what you know about this region, um, I think Nova Scotia, Canada generally are, are great places to go. Send those students up to me. Only the good ones. <laughs> if they don't pass my class, we're not sending <laughs> Your class okay, is pretty deal. tough, though. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we talked a bit about um, the Halifax Security Forum, but it, again, it's another, the world comes to Halifax every fall um, to talk about peace and security. So m- maybe um, getting some of those folks to get their second homes or, or m- move in. But one of the topics this year in Halifax um, having to do with, with the movement of people, it's not just about students and and families and tourists, but also refugees. And I wonder if that's part of Canada Canada's secret sauce, if you will, being, as Chris mentioned, it's, it's a welcoming place at a time in the world where countries are closing, they're looking inward. 
How has Canada and how has Nova Scotia managed to keep that global outlook, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Immigration policy is is um, mm-hmm. it's something that's re- really important. And, and I, I think Nova Scotians and, and, and Canadians in general mm-hmm. uh, are welcoming. Um, um, it's it's something that even over the last 10 years, you probably see a little bit of a shift and towards even more welcoming as people, you know, technology and all these types of things open and open people's eyes and educate them a bit more. Um, but we, we want we want people to see Nova Scotia as the, as the place where they can invest, uh, where they can build their life um, and really thrive there. And and more and more people are, are seeing that. And, and I think... Um, I'm excited about the opportunities, and that's a lot of the meetings we'll have in Boston and here too, are about uh, opportunities to invest and and build businesses and, and, and create jobs in Nova Scotia because I, I do believe um, that um, there'll be there'll be a return to more regional manufacturing. We've seen major supply chain disruptions. And if you look at Nova Scotia, I mean, where we did well with the pandemic, uh, a lot of, you know, plants and, and, and places of business could continue to operate more so than, mm-hmm. than other jurisdictions. So productivity remained relatively high in this nice, safe environment with a great quality of life. Mm-hmm. And you can get, uh, you know, it's, 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 you can get to 200 million customers. You know, you can get to Chicago in a pretty pretty good truck and you know, all this type of stuff. So, so I think there's incredible opportunities uh, for for economic growth, for to increase trade, and and the thing about the um, obviously the United States is a huge market, um, but uh, but also the the consumer in the United States pushes our our companies to be more innovative and be more creative and really more responsive to demand. So, so the relationship goes goes two ways. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 one that we value tremendously. Was one of the things I remember from one of my trips um, up was uh, my fellow Michigander, uh, Tom Selleck was doing uh, was the Jesse and Stone mysteries. Brother. Yeah, not my twin brother. <laughs> I I don't have a mustache. Uh, for those of you who can't see it. Um, but uh, he, one of the things that he had commented on doing filming uh, near Blue Rocks uh, mm-hmm. was that Nova Scotians, unlike people in Hollywood and so on, they weren't in your face. There was a sort of respect for you. You're doing your thing and people, you know, still excited to see you. But there was a, a kind of more British sensibility of, of being friendly and welcoming, but letting people have a good time and, and, and keep to themselves if that's what they wanted to do. And I always found that that part of the culture reminds me of the UK, reminds me of other places, but it's a really special place in that even when you're a really big deal in the United mm-hmm. States, you can come and you can feel at home and not constantly under a microscope when you're visiting Nova Scotia. Which is yeah, I'm happy to hear that. And I believe that to be the case too. And obviously we talk about tourism, but our, our, our the film industry is something I'm passionate about as well, because it also pushes a positive image of Nova Scotia on big screens. And and I do hear that from a lot of uh, celebrities that, that come to Nova Scotia. I mean, certainly Nova Scotians are elbowing each other and saying, hey, look, it's, you know, there's Tom <laughs> Selleck over there, right? There's no question that that's happening. Sure. Um, but they're probably not sticking a camera in your face yeah. uh, or, you know, but uh, so I, I think that's all part of just the, 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 the spirit of Nova Scotia. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, one of the things... Um, that strikes me in listening to your approach to Washington and 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 going from here to Boston, that I think is um, really great to hear is it do, none, none of this feels partisan, none of this feels like federal, provincial, Canada versus U.S. It feels like we're in this together and we've got to we've got to move forward. I, you know, Roger Kuzner uh, is yeah. the Canadian Consul General in Boston. He's from Nova Scotia. What a terrific guy. A, a hockey coach, a member yeah. of parliament and now the consul, you know, Canada's top diplomat. Poet. 
a poet. I'm sure you'll see him when you're there. I'm sure he's. Hel- yeah. I mean, I would think he's helping you with with the trip, and and that's that's kind of pulling everyone together for the greater good, right? I mean, it, that that sort of sounds like a good model to me. Yeah, it's 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 a Nova Scotian approach. Like mm-hmm. it really is. Nova Scotia politics is it's kind of close to the center in most ways. There's not. I mean, there's, there's not the, not the, <laughs> as much as the extremes, let's say. Uh, there's still a little bit. but You fall off the edge of the <laughs> island if you get too far left or right, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're in the minority then, for sure. But, but, uh, I've been but in so, your legislative building. You, you're never very far from other people. I know you probably have social distancing now, but yeah. if, if somebody was really out of control, it wouldn't take much for them to... <laughs> come and punch you, so you have to be disciplined and not get not get hit. That may be part of it, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but look, it's 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 uh, politics is is about people, and it's easy to forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in but uh, but but you have to kind of reel yourself back in, mm-hmm. and I think we 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 make a, a concerted effort to to remember that more than we forget it, and um, it's not always easy. <laughs> but we, we we do it. I want to ask you also about energy because it always comes up uh, here. We're all talking about energy and trying to green the planet. People will know some of some of our listeners will know that Nova Scotia through Sable Island had a big gas play. There was coal mining in Cape Breton, and you know you have different traditions. Where are you on the on the energy mix? We've just had uh, the Prime Minister and of course our President come back from Glasgow, uh, the other Scotland, or the old Scotland. <laughs> Uh, but we, uh, where's Nova Scotia on uh, transition to net zero, um, and how do you see that? Yeah, it's uh, we're 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 on the same page as as uh, as the prime minister and and the and the federal government. We just passed some um, very kind of aggressive environmental legislation. Our first sitting of the house here. We 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 mm-hmm. we still burn a lot of coal. I mean, we we're we're coal mining province and and uh, we're, we're trying to move away from that and certainly we've taken a lot of steps to green our grid over the last 10 15 years and and Nova Scotians have some of the highest power rates because of that we've invested heavily in greening the grid but we have a lot left you know, well there's a lot of room to go yet and and when you look at Canada uh, Canada's goal to get off coal uh, most of the cost of getting off coal will fall to Nova Scotia uh, really? In Atlantic Canada, really, it's in the it's in the range of fifty percent of the cost oh. to get off coal would would fall to Atlantic Canada. So, so we're concerned about that. We know what we need to do, um, but we need to protect the ratepayers as well. They can't shoulder this all, all on their own, especially coming out of a pandemic, and with our power rates the way they are. So, so we're we're you know we're looking at hydro. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an opportunity for the Atlantic Loop where we, we, we buy hydro from Quebec. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have hydro coming from Newfoundland now, but there's big investments that are required mm-hmm. uh, to build to build to, to make that transition and build the transmission line. So we're we're actively working with the with the federal government to to look for support for the ratepayers of Nova Scotia. We we know what we need to do. We know what's right. Um, but we have to protect the ratepayers in doing it. So it's a topical discussion. It is. Well, it's a hot topic here because, of course, we're also trying to move off coal, but there are important politicians, including Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, represents a lot of coal miners. And it seems to me, if anything is, is, is developing now after COP26, it's the sense that we can't have one segment of society pay all the price of the transition. We have to think about their future. And it reminded me, of when the federal government shut down the, the cod fishery mm-hmm. in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And it was for the good of the planet, for the good of the species, but it put a lot of people out of work. And 
how you transition them to new ways of making a living and to having quality of life because it's not their fault that they were in an industry you had to shut down. How do you think that um, that earlier episode with, with the fishery now kind of tempers the way Nova Scotians look at the transition away from coal. Are, are you going to be able to take care of the people who are, yeah, well, who are in that field? We, we, that's our goal. I mean, we're very, very focused on, as I said, on people. Mm-hmm. So, um, but small province. Um, so we need, we need the federal government to be there with us. And, uh, you know, we've had those discussions. We've been, we'll continue to have them. And, mm-hmm. and I am optimistic, uh, that, that the federal government on behalf of Canadians will recognize that like this is a big hit. Uh, it's the right thing to do, and we're going to support uh, Nova Scotians while they make that transition and those working directly um, in in the industry. I, I we we worry about them, mm-hmm. um, but um, they also know that the world changes, and and um, no nobody nobody can stop progress. Well, so and we just have to manage it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Chris, you know, I think it's a subject for a whole nother podcast um, <laughs> when we think about energy transition, because the other thing about Nova Scotia is it's home to the Bay of Fundy, the largest tidal change in the world. And there's been so much research done right in Nova Scotia about tidal power, the power of the moon, you know, <laughs> which you couldn't set your watch to. You know, the sun doesn't always yeah. shine. The wind doesn't always blow. Um but but the tides, you know, are time and tide wait for no man. There you go. So so yeah, there there's some interesting. There are lots of lots of hiccups, lots of history there. Yeah. But that's something again. Maybe maybe a whole nother podcast to talk about tidal well, power be, sometime. Um, I'd be happy to come back and do that uh, <laughs> for sure because we we are going to make it make it a thing to come and light this tree in Washington and build that relationship. Uh, so we'll be back. We talk about that. We talk about hydrogen too. Because oh, I also let's think do. That yes. we can use the Bay of Fundy to, to um, manufacture hydrogen. I think mm-hmm. there's huge opportunities in the energy space for sure, but it's we have to get there. Yeah. You know, and there's big investments to sure. get there. But I think um, if we make the right investments, we can really um, unleash some potential. I'm so glad you mentioned hydrogen, Premier, because, y- you know, the, the, the bills that are being debated in Congress today, um, uh, literally this week, have a ton of investment in things like hydrogen super centers. And, and part of our hobby horse is whatever Canada and the United States are doing, we should figure out ways to do it together. So I know one of, or I'm assuming one of your messages to the policymakers that you interact with is let's not build barriers to each other. Let's not have buy American provisions or content provisions that would exclude each other. Because when the time comes, Nova Scotia innovation on hydrogen, U.S. facilities on hydrogen, we're going to want to benefit from each other's knowledge on that. And we've got to build the pathways for that and not collaborate together to solve the big problems, not compete against each other. At least that's my my point Yeah, we're, we're definitely on that page. The relationship is important. Um, That's right. It's, just, it's really important for both for mm-hmm. both nations. I mean, there's a lot of trade that goes goes back and forth, and we're big consumers of American products, right? Just as they are of Canadian products. So these are important relationships, and and absolutely, that's that's the um, the message is is that we're friends. This is a really small question I had to ask, but. Um, I know that when we decided to restrict the border to manage COVID, one of the things that the U.S. did, we didn't restrict air travel, but we did restrict um, the land border and ferries. So how's the ferry to Yarmouth doing? And has it has it been mothballed? Will it come back this year? What What's the sense of, of what's going on with that? The link, the link is important. Yeah. Um, um, I've been kind of an outspoken critic of the... Uh, the structure of the deal that's been in place, we've invested a lot in, mm-hmm. in that in that ferry service, and and, it, and it, we haven't received 
haven't received the benefit of that just yet. So uh, we're optimistic that and we're in a long-term contract. So we're right. working, we're working, we're working with that at what's in, what's in front of us. But we're optimistic that we could see a return of that ferry service uh, next year. It's been a couple of years. It's been a couple of years. Yeah, yeah before COVID even. I, before yeah. COVID, there I was problems. in Yarmouth and there was no ferry. <laughs> Which was fine because well, I had, had no interest in going back to Maine. They've had problems with the, <laughs> yeah. with the port. The port. They've had problems with the vessel mm-hmm. mechanical issues. Uh, they've had problems with the scheduling. So, but but what I would say is is the is the is the connection is important, and mm-hmm. we're focused on getting it right. That means the right deal. Taxpayers will invest in it for sure. Yeah. But it has to be on the right terms, and it's a two way street. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I know I know you've got a, a busy afternoon ahead of you. I'm I'm so grateful that you that you came over and and Chris that you put together this great uh, studio setup where we're live <laughs> and in person. I feel like I want to run home and get my Halifax scarf before the tree lighting because uh, you're putting us all to shame. But. Um, you know, your investment in relationships and your um, physically showing up uh, makes such a huge difference. And so, you, you know, good for you. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you for coming to Canusa Street. And come back soon. And come back soon. And we'll give the last word to you. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled by the tie. I really am. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Uh, I, have, I, do have, I have a scarf. I do. do have these pins. Oh, very I good. I'll make sure before we leave, we get a couple of these, uh, a couple of these pins. Definitely. But, uh, um, this has been great, and uh, thank you for for having me on. And I, I do look forward to being back. But but thank you for constantly shining a light on the importance of the relationship between the two countries. And there's going to be irritants from time to time, as there is with every relationship. But what we do is we work through those, and that's that's our focus. The holidays well, are coming. We all know the problems of our families, but we're <laughs> going to work through them. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we have you know we. We have nothing else to do. Chris and I focus on Canada-U.S. relations all day, every day. So thanks for giving us a um, yes. a, a reason to get together because um, otherwise it's just the two of us, you know, talking sure. about PEI potato ward or something. It's just a disaster. <laughs> no, we don't Hopefully we'll solve that. PEI. It'll all, he'll take it back and we'll be in trouble with the PEI people. Well, but but that's an issue this week. And, and as we know, the Canadian yeah. trade minister is in, also in that's town right. and, and yeah. between lumber and digital services tax and PEI potatoes. There's plenty to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. And actually, I was in Ottawa last week, and and uh, I was I was advocating uh, for PEI and while I was there, because what's what's good for Atlantic Canada is good for Atlantic Canada, and we have a neighboring province that uh, gets gets hit with a setback. Um, it's incumbent on all That's of us to, to kind of raise our voice. So. Uh, Happy to talk about the potato warts and, and PEI, <laughs> but I'll leave that to my good friend uh, Premier Dennis King. Yeah, that's we would love to have on here. You yeah. know, actually, we will. I mean, we that's will. a whole that's a whole other podcast too, and maybe the governor of Puerto Rico. Because I'll just leave leave okay. you with this thought, Chris. There is a shipment of PEI potatoes going to Puerto Rico, and the U.S. government has stopped it, even though there isn't a, a risk to human health. Um, and Puerto Rico gets its fresh potatoes only from PEI. So you don't want to have Christmas without your mashed potatoes. No, so can. we have to solve this. Oh, and uh, I think we'll invite the governor of Puerto Rico and the, and the premier of uh, Prince Edward Island. And again, that's a whole other podcast. And Yeah, I, I mentioned Tom Selleck. We'll forget Magnum PEI. <laughs> It'll be P-E-I-P-I. <laughs> that's right. I love it. Uh, Thanks. Really thank you so much for being here. Yeah, yeah, great to see you. Thanks for coming. This podcast is brought to you by the Canadian American Business Council and the Wilson Center. If you like this episode, help others find our show and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.